How much will my home sell for? That's a question I constantly get from homeowners when they're getting ready to sell their home. They want to know how much they can get when they do sell their house. Well, that's the $64,000 question or the $270,000 question or the $350,000 question. You know, how much can they get for it when they do finally put it on the market and they get an offer and they close? What do we think they can get for that home? Are you feeling uncertain about selling your home? Do you wonder what needs to be done to get it sold, what you could sell it for, and how to get an acceptable offer? If that's the case, then Get Me Ready to Sell is the podcast just for you. Your host, Jeff Jones, is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur, and he can help you gain the confidence you deserve to successfully sell your home. Here's Jeff. Now, pricing that home is very important because it does play a role in how long the home is on the market and how good the offers are that come in for it. There are a lot of factors involved in that. So getting the price is important. Your home is identified by three primary factors. One of those is location. That's the specific physical address of the property. It's also identified by the number of bedrooms and bathrooms. Well, the location can't be changed at all unless you totally pick the house up and move it somewhere else, which that can be done, but it's not advisable. Bedrooms and bathrooms. You can do some additions to add some numbers of bedrooms and number of bathrooms, but that's kind of an expensive and a long drawn out process. The other factor that your home is known by, the way it's identified, is its price. When people are looking for homes to buy, when buyers are looking for homes, They're looking at the address, numbers of bedrooms and bathrooms, and the price. They'll also think about square footage, but if they're looking for a three-bedroom, two-bath, does it really matter if it's 1,400 square feet or 1,600 square feet? They know that they need three bedrooms, they need two bathrooms, and they'll consider a home with a larger living room or a larger primary bedroom or bathroom, but they're really looking at those identifying factors, and price is one of those. Today on our podcast, I want to talk about how you get your home priced correctly for your market. And that's going to vary depending on where you are because it needs to be specific to your market. It doesn't need to be specific to what's going on in the nation. And sometimes specific in your market can be as small as a neighborhood. It may not even matter what's going on in your region, in your county, in your city, but what's going on in your local neighborhood for houses that are like yours. All those come into play when it comes to pricing your home. So how do we come up with a price for your home? Here are three things that we're going to cover today. We're going to cover your local market. We're going to cover value factors, and we're going to cover pricing strategies. What's going on in the local market to drive prices? What are the value factors specific to your home and homes like yours? And what are some pricing strategies to get buyers to come in to give you an offer? We're going to deal with all of those so that we can get you ready to sell your home. First is the local market. It's important to know what's going on in the local market. And as I said, that could be as specific as a neighborhood. We're going to assume that we're talking about a region, a county, a city, a metropolitan area. We're going to look at those factors, what's involved in those, that local market to determine what your home needs to be priced at to get your home sold. It's important that you do what the local market is, not what's going on nationally, because buyers aren't looking nationally. Buyers are looking in your neighborhood. They're looking in your school district. They're looking in your city, in your county. So your price needs to be built on what's going on in that local market. And here's some things you need to look at. What are homes like yours already sold for in the last three to six months? When it comes to somebody buying your home and making an offer, more than likely that offer is going to be contingent on an appraisal. An appraisal is a professionally trained appraisal.
appraiser is able to determine a value of your home of what a likely person would pay for your home on the day of the appraisal. It's that specific. What would somebody possibly pay for your home, which that determines value? If a real estate agent comes to you and starts talking to you about the value of your home and what your home would be worth, you need to be really careful because as a real estate agent, I can't talk about the value. I can't tell you what your home may be valued at. Only an appraiser can do that. I can tell you what somebody might buy your house for or how you need to price your home, but there's a lot of factors involved and I know that may sound a little bit confusing and let's have a conversation if you want a little more explanation about that. But just know that a realtor can't tell you what value your home is on the open market. We can talk pricing strategies. We can't talk value. That's an appraiser. So let's say that we list your home and we listed at a price for $300,000 and somebody makes an offer for $300,000, but an appraiser comes in and said, hey, the value is only $295,000. Well, if I was your agent, I'm sorry that we overpriced it and we'll talk about that strategy too. But if they come back and they say it's a value is $295,000, you'll have a couple of options. One of those options is to tell the Mr. Buyer, hey, Mr. Buyer, I'm sorry, I'm selling my home for $300,000. If you want it, you'll pay the extra $5,000. That's one scenario. And that was happening in our markets in 2021 and early 2022. That's not happening so much now. More than likely what will happen is that the buyer will come back and say, hey, we still want the house, but our lender is only going to allow us to borrow money 95 or 97% of $295,000, whatever that is. So we would like to purchase this house and set a new price for $295,000 instead of $300,000. Unless you want to start all over again, putting it back on the market, you're more than likely going to say, okay, we'll sell it for $295,000. So that's where the difference in value and price comes into play is based on what the appraiser says. And unfortunately, you don't get to pick the appraiser and neither does the buyer. At least in our market, in most markets around the country, the lender has a list of appraisers and the next one up gets the job. That way they're not calling their brother or their cousin to go and appraise a house and over appraise it or under appraise it. Appraisers will tell you they don't want to get it wrong either. They're not the bad guy in the deal because their appraisals are evaluated by their local appraiser board or their state appraisal board. And if they're way off the mark multiple times, then their appraiser's license comes in jeopardy. So people or other appraisers and the local appraiser boards, the oversight appraisal boards are evaluating their work to make sure they're on target. So they don't want to mess up a deal and appraisers get a bum rap for that. They don't want to mess up a deal, but you just need to know when it comes to pricing your home, we need to start with what's going on in the local market and with how many, what homes like yours have sold for in the past three to six months, because that's what the appraiser is going to do. The appraiser wants to find another three bedroom, two bath house with roughly the same square footage, roughly built about the same time as yours, or however many bedrooms and bathrooms yours has. But for our purposes today, we're going to talk about a three bedroom, two bath, probably around 15, 1600 square feet. So appraiser wants to find more houses like that close to yours in similar condition in what they've sold for in the last three to six months. And they're going to come up with a value on your home. That's going to be what's going to kind of decide what it will decide what a lender is going to loan on a home, which has influence on what a buyer is willing to pay for a home, which will come back and modify and have an impact on the final price that you sell your home for. But we're not talking about that final price. We're talking about a pricing strategy to market your home. 
okay? And we want to start with that local market and we want to look at what homes have sold for in the past few months. One of the things we also want to look at is what's the current competition like in your area. If you have a three bedroom, two bath, 1600 square foot home, what other three bedroom, two bath homes are currently on the market? So if your home was on the market today, what other homes would buyers have to skip looking at to look at yours? Is yours going to be the highest priced home, the lowest priced home, kind of in the middle? Does more work need to be done to your home? All these factors go into it. So we want to know what's the current competition because if an agent is helping a buyer and presenting them with a list of homes that they want to consider, what's going to keep your home from being on the list? Or what's going to get your home on the list at the top of the list? Now we've said you can't really control location. You can't really control bedrooms and bathrooms or square footage without significant money and time involved, but you can control price. You're the one that sets the price for your home under the guidance of a professional, hopefully another real estate agent helping you out, me or another, helping you out to price that home for your market. All those things come into play when it comes to setting a price to list your home at. So let's take a look at what's going on in my local market. If you were to come to me to help you price your three bedroom, two bath home in my county, here's the research I'm going to do to find out what we need to price your home at, or at least one of the factors involved in pricing your home is the local market. So let me show you what this information looks like. Okay, I'm recording this in April of 2023. In the final quarter of 2022, October, November, December, there were 183 homes, three bedroom, two bath homes that sold in my county. I got rid of a couple of them that were rehab, cash only, burnout type stuff because we're not really looking at those. But 183 sold, their average price was $237,500. That means of all the homes sold, what's the average price? The median price was 235, meaning half the homes sold for more than 235,000 and half the homes sold for less than 235,000. And I didn't put it on the graphic, but the actual sales price was about 98 to 99% of the list price. So pretty much what it was listed for, it sold for. Those homes stayed on the market an average of 11 days from the time they were listed until the time they got an accepted offer. And the median was five days, meaning half the homes that sold during that final quarter were under contract in less than five days and half the homes that sold, it took more than five days, but the average was 11. So what happened in the first quarter of 2023? Well, let's take a look. A few less homes sold 145. That makes sense because interest rates are higher. Buyers aren't real sure. There's not as many buyers out there. However, that average price went up almost 2%, almost one and three quarters percent, 1.7% to $241,500. It also, the median price went up 5%. That's $247,000. So from the end of December to the end of March, the three bedroom, two bath homes that sold in my county, their prices went up 5%. They're staying on the market longer. The average days was 24 and the median days was eight. So it's taken a little bit longer to get those homes sold. Well, today, the day I'm recording this podcast, how many homes are currently on the market? So if we were talking today about listing your home, there are 39 three bedroom, two bath homes currently on the market in my county today. Their average list price is $308,000. Their median price is 280. Now you can see that in the fourth quarter and the first quarter, 
that the average price and the median price were much closer than they are right now. That leads me to believe the average that they're listed at, they're listed a little bit high. And if they were to sell for 99% of the median price of 280, they would sell for about $277,000. Now you can see that's a $30,000 increase today over the first quarter average of 247,000. They've been on the market an average of 71 days and the median days on the market's 31. It's taken a lot longer to sell. Sellers are asking more money. So if we were to price your home, three bedroom, two bath, and we're looking at the median in price. What's the middle price? Is your house in better shape than half the houses that are being sold? Or is it in worse shape than half the houses that are being sold? Do you want to bring buyers in or do you want it to take longer and be more selective in the buyers that come take a look at your home? Those are factors that are involved. But an agent who's helping you price your home or if you're doing it yourself, you need to know these factors. What have homes sold for and what are they currently on the market for? That's going to be one of the major factors in determining how much you price your home for, and that's gonna be the market factors that are involved. What's going on in your local market? So once you know what's going on with your local market, what have homes sold for, what are the trends, what's the competition out there, we need to look at the value factors. And the value factors are the things about your home. It's location. Sometimes school district plays a role in how much a home is valued at. It plays a role a whole lot. What city is it in? What industry is going on? What's the political climate in the area? The economic climate, the weather climate, what's going on in that? So the location, the size, how many bedrooms does it have? How many bathrooms? How many square feet is it? How big is the yard? Is it on the corner? Is it fenced? All kinds of other factors that go into it. The condition of your home. Is it outdated? Does everything work? Does it look brand new? And the age of your home. That also has a factor in how much you're going to be able to sell your home for, what you need to price it at. I want to back up to condition for just a moment. One of the things that you can do to improve the condition of your home is to maybe do some repairs or some replacement or to remove some things from your home. We talked about that in a previous episode about getting your home prepared. But what are some of the trends on getting your home prepared and some things you can do with the condition that's going to affect what you price your home at? Well, there's some links in the show notes to some places you can go that talk about the different things you can do to your home and how much you can get out of your home. And kind of the rule of thumb is you can get about 85 to 90 cents on the dollar of value for whatever you spend on upgrading your home. For instance, according to HGTV's research, an upgraded kitchen can get you 98.5% of value. You spend $10,000 on upgrading a kitchen, you'll get value added or benefit, price benefit of $9,850. If you do a bathroom upgrade, you get 93.2% back. Again, that's according to HGTV as of now. That's going to change. It's going to depend on your market. There's some markets where a bathroom or a kitchen upgrade could get you 120, 130%. And there's some markets you're not going to get quite that much for. You might be getting 90 or 92% out of it. So just be selective in what you do with your home. The last home that my wife and I sold, we took some inheritance money. We did some upgrades to the home that were for us. And about three or four years later, we're putting the house on the market. 
Now the upgrades we had done, we overdid for our neighborhood and we didn't get all the value out of it. Now that's just a decision that we made. Some people want to put a pool in. When you go spend $50,000 on putting a pool in, you're not going to see your home's value increase by $50,000. That's just for personal benefit. You'll get some out of it, but for some people, a pool's not a good thing. Just be careful in any upgrades that you do on the condition of your home because that value factor may not add enough to make it worthwhile doing. That's one of those things that you need to consider doing on those value factors. You can't change the age. You can't change the location. It's difficult to change the square footage in bedrooms and bathrooms, but you can change the condition of upgrading and fixing some things. But again, that's a previous podcast. Go back and listen to, I believe it was episode three, just the last episode. Uh, go back and listen to that one and you'll get some insight on getting your home prepared to get it sold. So now let's talk about pricing strategies. We've looked at local market, we've looked at value factors, and now we're going to deal with pricing strategies. Some agents will talk to you about pricing your house over market. Some will talk to you about pricing your house under market. And some will talk to you about pricing your house at market. They all are relevant depending on your home, your market, the value factors, condition of your home, and your personal preferences. So let's talk about those for just a moment. One of those is pricing your home above market. There are some reasons you might want to consider pricing your house above market, and that is there's some amenities that are worth it. Where your house is, some benefits to your home that you're not going to find in any other home in the market. There's some value for you to price your home above the market. That whittles down the number of buyers that are looking so you're not getting constant traffic coming through. It also means that the people who are looking at it are more prepared to make an offer on your home, so it cuts down on the number of offers you get so you don't get muddy waters with having to deal with 20 offers that come in, which, oh, that's a really bad thing to deal with. But maybe you don't want to have to evaluate 20 different offers. You're okay with waiting. Now, pricing your home above the market more than likely means it's going to be on the market longer. It's going to take longer to find that buyer that's going to come in and it's going to make you an offer that's acceptable to you. And the longer your home is on the market, the more it's costing you. If you're making mortgage payments, yes, you're getting the value of the principal added back to the equity you have in the home, but you're out the money for interest that you're paying. You're out the taxes for the longer time that you own the home. The homeowner's insurance, you're going to be out that money and any maintenance that you have on the home. You're going to still have to be taken care of getting the grass cut, the utilities, changing the air filters for in your HVAC system, those type things. You're still going to have that. And the longer it's on the market, potentially more joy it robs from you because you have your sights set on something else. You know where you're going next and you're still stuck living where you are because your house hasn't sold yet. So if you price your house above the market price, above that median or that average price, you need to know that there are some potential drawbacks on what it's going to take to get your home sold. So one option is to price your home below market. Now there's some drawbacks to pricing your house below market. If you price your house significantly below market, you may get a ton of lookers and you may get offers that come in, but they're not really what you want to sell your house for. And think about this. Don't price your house at a price that you're not willing to sell it for. If you know that you have to get $280,000 out of it to pay off debts, to pay off mortgage, to have some down payment for the next house, then don't list it below 280. You may not get an offer for 280. You may get an offer for 270 or 275, or you could get offers for 290. But if you list it for 280 and you get a clean offer that asks for nothing else, but just they're saying, I'm going to pay you $280,000 in cash right now. 
now. If you get an offer for the price that you listed at, you need to be prepared to sell it for that. So don't price your house so far under market at a price that you're not willing to accept and say, oh, we think our house, or let's just say you got an appraisal, your house appraised for 280, and you come and list it at 250, knowing full well that you're gonna sell it for $280,000. Well, 250 is gonna bring in a whole lot of people looking, thinking they're gonna get a steal of a deal, and you're gonna get offers of 250, 255, 260, but you don't have any intention of selling it for that. Be careful pricing your house that low under market. If it's 280 and you price it for 270 or 272, you potentially could draw in multiple buyers that could get into a bidding war. Again, I say potentially, depends on your market, depends on the value factors involved, and depends on the marketing that's been done for your home. But you potentially could get offers that come in at 275, 280, 282, 285, 290. It just depends again on your market and the value factors and what's going on in the buyer's minds about what they're willing to offer for your home. So pricing your home below market could generate a lot of traffic and a lot of lowball offers. So be careful pricing your home too far below market value if that's the strategy that you use. Oh, I forgot to mention this before. Pricing your home way over market, if you have to drop the price, then buyers are going to wonder what's wrong with it. It's been on the market for 60 days. They just dropped it $15,000. I wonder what's wrong. You think it's going to be easy to get buyers to come in after a couple of months in a big significant price drop, it's going to be hard. Not impossible, but it's going to be hard. Like I showed you, the houses that are currently on the market, the three-bedroom, two-bath houses that are on the market that are listed on average of $308,000, which is 60-something thousand dollars over what homes were the average price of homes just in the last three months. That's a significantly higher number, but they've also been on the market an average of 71 days, where the ones that sold were on the market an average of 24 days. So we got some sellers out there that have priced their home too high for the current market, for the condition of the home, and their strategy is trying to narrow the focus to bring in that one buyer, find that one person who wants to sell it. I prefer to try to set your home's price at the current market price. And what the current market price does is it kind of puts it on an even playing field. We're going to get buyers that come into your home that know what it's listed for. They may try to come in with a lower offer, but at least they're starting close to what you're wanting to get out of it because you've priced it at the local market and they are looking and expecting to get a fair deal. So you get good traffic in there. Hopefully you're going to get some good offers from that and you're going to get a price that you're going to be content with selling your home for. The price that you're setting your home at when you put it on the market is setting the stage for potential buyers. Be prepared to sell it for that price, but know that that price is what you're using to draw buyers in to consider presenting you an offer of making this their home. That's what you want to set that price for. So whether you set your price above market value or below market value or at market value, you need to know the risks and the benefits in each one of those. But the bottom line is that price is what's going to draw people in. Because let's face it, if you don't get buyers to look at it, whether they look at it virtually or in person, if you don't get buyers to look at it, you're not going to get buyers to make offers. Occasionally, I'll get offers from an investor who they haven't seen it, but their agent has looked at pictures, looked at some different things, run some numbers, done some pricing, and you might get an offer in sight unseen for somebody to make an offer on your home. I'm not going to say that doesn't happen, but if you're looking for a live-in owner, 
an owner-occupied home to sell by somebody who's going to buy it and live in it themselves, more than likely, they're going to look at the home either online with video or pictures or in person. And when they look at that home, again, you can't change location. You can't really change bedrooms and baths. You can't really change size. But you have impact on the price. And that price is going to be the primary deciding factor because they've already filtered out the location by looking in a particular area. They're already factored out looking at the numbers of bedrooms and bathrooms and square footage, that's going to be in the search that their agent's running for them. The key is going to be that price. They're going to see that because they're going to get a list of homes that have the other specs that they're looking for in a price range, and you're going to get that. They're going to get your home when their agent or they do their own search online. They're going to find your home because it fit those parameters. You have impact on the price. You need to know that the price that you set is what you want to use to market your home, but it's a price that you're good at setting. When you're setting that price, whether you're doing that research on your own or you have an agent helping you do that. I happen to live in a state that's a non-disclosure state. You're not going to be able to go and publicly find what a homes like yours sold for in the last three to six months. That information is not made public. It's not disclosed to the government agencies of when a home is transferred title, they don't know what that price, what it transferred for at that price. You're not going to find that number publicly. A real estate agent, a realtor who has access to the local data, to their MLS, their multi-listing service, can pull that information for you and help run those numbers to help you figure out what a good market price for your home might be, and you can decide to set it above or below. You need to do that market research. If you live in an area that's a disclosure state that you can find that, go for it. If not, you're going to need to enlist the services of a professional that can help you determine what's the local market price. You also need to be aware of those value factors. Do you need to make some changes to get your home prepared to price it where you want to price it? And then the pricing strategies. What are you going to price your home at? Above market, below market, or at market? I hope this has been helpful for you as you're getting your home priced to get it ready to put on the market to sell. As always, I want to help you get ready to sell and pricing your home is one of those ways that you get ready to sell. So if you listen to the podcast so far, you know we've talked about getting your home prepared to sold. We just talked about pricing it to sell. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about promoting your home. What does it take to actually get those buyers to come in? You've got the house already. You've got it set at a really good price for your purposes. And now it's all about promoting your home so that buyers see it and they're drawn in to present you with an offer. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to check out the show notes page to get access to any links that I may have mentioned and an outline of this episode. Remember, you deserve confidence when it comes to selling your home. If you're already working with a real estate professional, they should be helping you get ready. If you're not, I'd be honored to have a brief conversation with you to see how I may be able to serve you even if you're not in my local market. In the meantime, there are three things that you can do to get yourself ready to sell your home. Number one is to visit ready to sell school score.com, pick a few simple statements and determine how ready you already are so that you know what you need to work on to get ready to sell. Number two is download the tips for preparing your home to sell. That's one of the primary things that you need to focus on is getting your home ready. And number three, I've already mentioned it. Schedule a conversation for us to have about a 15 minute chat on how ready you already are or need to be to get your home sold, even if it's going to be a while. It's never too soon to begin 
in getting ready to sell your home. And one other thing I hope you can help me with, leave a five-star review if you found this information helpful. That allows others just like you thinking about selling their homes to be able to find this podcast and get the help that they deserve to be confident when it comes to selling their home. Oh, and make sure to click the bell below so that you're the first to get notified on anything I put out about getting your home ready to sell. Have a blessed day.